Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hi, everyone. It's Anna. And it's Ashley. Welcome to the show. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited about today. Our guest Randy's in. Guys, get ready. Sit down. Buckle up. She's founder of Beyond Mom and Going Beyond Mom Movement. She is a mother, an entrepreneur, an author, and speaker. And not to mention, she is one of my very, very dearest friends. Randy is fascinated by the journey of self-discovery, of building and letting go, and of how the connection between people can transform everything. Is that not the truth? For oh, years, yes. she's been exploring her relationship with herself and using it to guide the experiences of community both at large and individually. So get ready to get inspired today. Randy's going to teach us out how all how to go beyond. Randy, welcome to the show. Thank welcome, you. Welcome, Randy. Hey, thank you, Anna. I'm so honored to be here with you today. We're Amazing. excited to have you. Oh my gosh. I, I, we were saying beforehand, it's going to be a giant love fest, but it's going to be so great. So Randy, let's dive in first. Um, you know, before we get into the history of uh, the going beyond movement, which we definitely want to talk about today, I want you to share your story because you have quite the story and like, you know, I know you so well because we're dear, dear friends, but you're also, you know, my former client, I was your publicist when your book launched. So why don't you tell our audience a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today with the going beyond movement? Yeah. Well, like so many of us, I'm just this mishmash of all my life's experiences. And I think now in reflection, I can really look back and I can see where some of the hardest things that I've been through have really culminated in the work I do and in the person that I am and how I relate to people and connect so deeply. So I'll just say for any of you going through hard times right now, the strongest thing you can do first tip before I introduce myself is to really view some of these challenges as the alchemy of who you're becoming. And when I introduce myself, I can't help but start there. So you know, I, I'm a mom. I'll start. I'm a mom of two. I have a just nine-year-old the other day and a four-year-old, almost five-year-old. Um, I'm from the Hudson Valley in upstate-ish New York. And I was always a creative, a writer, a dancer, um, a dreamer, always just spiritually very fascinated. I know I sound a lot like Ashley Bernardi right now. <laughs> <laughs> Randy's describing me right now. <laughs> um, but that that's me too. <laughs> And, you know, my life was incredibly charmed, actually. Um, and then when I was just 25 years old, I lost my dad in an accident. And in one day, my whole life completely dramatically mm -hmm. transformed. And, and it began the rest of my life. Like there was right. a day before and there was that day going forward. And I got thrown the biggest mess, which was his businesses and his life. And I had to sift through all of it for years, along with all my grief and all my pain. And in that time, I also discovered the gifts of healing, yoga, the arts as, as more of a healing modality, 
I started to connect with other people who were going through hard times, but using it as motivation to discover what's next. And I think that was really where my fascination with transformation happened. And, and then a few years later, I'm skipping through so much, but a few years later, I became a mom in 2011. And that was where my first brand and my first business iteration, which was the Beyond Mom brand, came to fruition. And it came from the fusion of those two parts of my life that I just described. It was pain and the the self-discovery and the knowing that in those dark places, the light can be discovered, meeting my fascination with yoga and the healing arts and community. And I thought the motherhood space really needs this. Yeah. It was at that time that I created my, the first iteration, which was a website, a blog, events, my very early dabblings in social media where I really didn't know very much. And, and then eventually my book, which Ashley was a big part of, um, that was called the going, um, like mix up my brand names now. It was called Beyond Mom, How to Activate Your Mind, Body, and Business After Baby. Uh, in that time, I created my podcast, which is now called the Going Beyond Podcast. And that's transformed into my new brand, which is called the Going Beyond Movement, which in its core is not so dissimilar to Beyond Mom, but it's really serving the women's community at large because all women need empowerment, need permission to step into their authenticity and need to know that the work that they do each and every day is actually part of transforming the world. It's part of creating the vision that you want to see for the world. So we are not separate, we're connected. And everything I do is about reinforcing that. Oh, that sounds so great. Um, I know that, you know, Ash and I have similar backgrounds when it comes to our parents. And my dad, I was 25 as well, only I don't think that I, I know that I didn't like connect myself to like the healing world. I went through a lot of different types of pain, but it's really interesting. One of the things you said to me, and one of the things that I think is so interesting um, as a woman is that, you know, as women, we're always so terrified, reluctant to get older. But I think that as we get older and we have these life experiences, we get so much wiser and I, I, I can hear from you, like how you've learned your, your life experiences, mm-hmm. you know, you've really learned a lot from them. And I think that that's something that we as women should celebrate as well is learning from our life experiences. They're not all bad. We might go through bad experiences, but there's so much good that can come out of it. And that's what I hear from you when I hear you talk. Randy, one thing that you said that gave me chills, um, you know, and this is in relation to our fathers. And here we are, three women who lost our fathers very young. I was 11 Mm -hmm. when my dad died. And you're so right. There was a before and there was an after. There was an Ashley Bernardi before and then there was an Ashley Bernardi after who, like you, Randy, um, very slowly learned how to embrace art as a healing modality. And I still do. And I'm still finding my voice. I think even more so now in my like later thirties now than ever before. Um, and I feel like I'm only now just tapping into that sense of going beyond. So talk, let's talk to our audience about what does it mean to go beyond? 
Yeah. Well, I think different people relate to that in different ways. Um, I recently did a campaign on social media where I asked my community to express what going beyond meant to them. And it was really beautiful to see how for some people that meant going beyond uh, what our society might tell them to be as a woman. For some people, Mm -hmm. it was about getting out of their own way of the negative patterns of thought that tend to dominate them. For many, it's getting past, um, you know, some of the the formulas of how we're, quote, supposed to live as women um, and so many things in between. So I really do offer the personal digestion of the question, what does going beyond mean to you? What it means to me and why I created it and why I created this mission is that I I believe now in my early 40s that the biggest limitation that women have is this idea that we have to fit into some sort of traditional box, whether Mm -hmm. the titles we have, the roles we play, the way we use or don't use our voice, um, and the disconnection that we feel or that we really understand that the work that we're doing every day, whether it's our daily meditation, our daily movement practice, the communities we engage with, the things that we study and read and absorb are actually a key step to what we imagine. You know, we've watched our world transform this year. Um, and I'm even even though, I, of course, I wish this year didn't happen the way it did. There are certain things that I'm really grateful for because it's exposed one, our vulnerability. It's brought us back to a more human dialogue. Yeah. And it's given us a chance to really sit with ourselves. And I would say that one of the biggest limitations that we have in our society, in our culture, is our lack of ability to sit in discomfort and to get uncomfortable and to feel the pain and to speak the stuff that's hard to say. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah, most definitely. For me, the work that has been the most transformational, whether it's in my work life, my uh, colleague relationships, certainly my marriage, has been the discussions and the discomfort that I just get better at sitting with and being with. And it's, it's less about the doing and more about the being in that space. For me, that is going beyond. And the way that I represent that is through my podcast conversations that very often go into places that I might not have expected, or maybe I'm asking questions that others are wondering, but maybe they wouldn't normally ask, or a virtual event where I bring together a really interesting mix of people who have really different perspectives. And we're going to talk about women, as an example, women, race, and friendship. And we're going to get uncomfortable. And it's why I love, and I've recently launched a program, my mentorship program, where I'm sitting down with women who have really incredible vision, but they need to kind of go into the spaces of dissecting it and getting uncomfortable and voicing their fears and then stepping through it so that this idea can become manifest. Like Mm -hmm. we have to get better at that process. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not perfect and we don't have to be perfect. But the magic is when we can move through that that sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I think that makes us better humans, better moms, better business people. 
if we can get beyond what is so terrifying to us. For sure. It's like, it's, it's like the societal constructs that we have been raised with. And I think that's where like me, um, you know, it's like, and I think from the very beginning, how we're raised and how parents raise us and even to like um, gender roles at home, like women are expected to cook. Like I just, I feel like that's all starting to crumble away and there's an opportunity for us right now if we are able to use our voice. So for you, Randy, it sounds like right. you are really helping, like you are pulling the voice out of these women through your mentorship program. I wonder what advice you have for our listeners, for people who are just starting, like who they're like, Oh my gosh, I want to, I want to go beyond. I want to do it right now. I need to find my voice. Yeah. What advice can you can you give us to, to take these baby steps to do so? Well, it's funny. A lot of my advice goes back to some of the advice in my book, Ashley, like all kind of, you know, it's connected. It's all about igniting your inner fire and your inner light and owning it. And so, I mean, I will speak to the practices that work for me and that I really believe, you know, people can, of course, pick from the things that are accessible to them, the magic will start to show. I, I can, I can begin no conversation without saying that you must move your body to move your mind and your thoughts. Um, so whatever that is for you, it could be anything. Um, and that can change. I've always, as we said, I've always been a dancer. I've always been a yogi. Um, but recently during COVID, I've become a hiker and a walker and, and it's actually been magical. Um, so what are the ways that your body can start to invigorate your thoughts? So there's that. I say that you have to cultivate quiet, mindful time. And as a mom and as a business person, this is super hard. And now more than ever, because we're all home, um, I get it. I also got a puppy. I mean, what am I doing to myself? But actually, I know, I'm talk actually, about no quiet. Talk about no quiet time right there with the puppy. Yeah, but I'm actually in love, so it's okay. But um <laughs> But finding the spaces, whether it's taking my puppy for a walk and just like breathing and listening, um, whether it's those very early wake up calls with him and realizing that in the early wee mornings, uh, you know, that twilight time, um, I can sit and find five minutes. Um, these moments really matter because they're where that softness of mind happens. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, especially for mothers and business owners and women, we, we put immense pressure on ourselves to produce um, and to produce the physical thing that we imagine we should make now. And yes. pressure can be also very debilitating. So while I encourage everyone to hold themselves accountable to their dreams and create, and that's beautiful, we also need to be easy with ourselves. And sometimes that ease is where we find the answers. So if it's not coming easily, then give yourself permission to just capture. So maybe it's when you have ideas, you're journaling those ideas, you're, you're not losing them but you're not necessarily force feeding yourself, uh, you know, expectation. That's not okay either. Um, so really, you know, I think also we have to invite uh, my other going beyond would be invite the discomfort in kind of like what we were just talking about before, right. you well, know, be willing to read things that you might have rejected otherwise, um, you know, watch films that might be really uncomfortable to see. Um, particularly you guys, I'm speaking to all the people out there that think they know a lot. Like 
especially when it comes to the things we need to understand more about right now in terms of social justice and racial issues, like yeah. go there, like really, yeah. really expose yourself. Um, yeah. I, w- I wanted to ask you about that with your, with your women's group. Um, what has the reaction to the discussions on social justice and racial, what has the reactions been from your group? You do them in groups, right? I do a variety of things. I mean, my conversations on my podcast are one-to-one virtual mm-hmm. are groups. So it all depends on the moment. Right. So what, what is the reactions from your participants been? Has it been one of inclusion or is it tough? Because I tell you, when I talk about it, if I'm with like-minded people, the conversation, conversation flows. And if it's not, it can be really stunted and God knows it's uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Look, I don't have the answers of what it means to sit with people um, who are out and out deniers. Um, I have a, I have a hard time, even with my own mom, we have very differing opinions and perspectives. So I don't even, I haven't figured that part out. But what I do know is that even those that think they can have a good open discussion, there are so many layers even within that. So we start with what we have access to. And so for me, um, you know, I'm proud to say that from the very inception of my brand, I have always been inclusive. I have always had women of color, people of different backgrounds bring their perspectives to the table from day one. And so it's not been different, so to speak, for me to bring a variety of women and have tough conversations, you know, closer to me and to share that with my community. Um, I would say that people are craving safe spaces to get real. They just don't always know where to go, how to do it. But if you can invite people in and just say, just sit with me, just listen, that's the beginning. Um, You can't force it, but you can offer it. And I think that that's what I've been doing and it's well-received. Nice. Yeah. And so I will say like in this period in time of pandemic where like we feel less connected, I've personally been craving connection. So like so badly because it has been a very lonely, isolating period. And by the time this you know, our li- this, this podcast will hit our listeners. It will be almost one year of all of us pretty much staying at home. So I'm curious, Randy, like, you know, what are you doing right now to help build those social connections? Like, I know you have these groups, but like, and what are some ways rec- that you could recommend how we can have these conversations and really connect, especially in a virtual world, because we're not getting together in person right now. Well, I have actually been inspired by the virtual world. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course I crave, I'm a hugger. I am the most physical, like connecting person ever. Um, and I miss it. I miss, I miss those lovely random moments, especially being a Manhattanite, um, to bump into people that I know from my community, to have those five minute, super inspiring conversations. Like I miss all of that terribly. Um, but we can't dwell too hard. I think we can feel it and acknowledge it and trust that we'll get back there, but we have to use what we have. And I have to say that the virtual world has impressed me in terms of the connections that are possible. I have participated in group therapy sessions on Zoom and watched people 
cry, release, support. It's been amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm always blown away by the level of connection that is possible in this space. So I would encourage everybody to know that now more than ever, there are discussions, group gatherings, uh, courses that are you know, digital courses. There are so many ways to learn, to connect, even Instagram live, like every night you go on and there's amazing people that are speaking and sharing. So all is not lost. We cannot replace certain voids right now. And we have to just give ourselves grace. We have to just own that sadness. It, it's, yeah. But we do have a lot of wonderful ways to connect. Um, and so we just have to be with that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do too. It's so refreshing. Um, And and I think, I I think that, I mean, because I know that I have Zoom fatigue, you know, virtual fatigue, but I think it's a little bit different. You're, you're right when, when you say that, you know, you've, you've embraced it for the people who do embrace it, there's a different type of energy in life, you know, that would, would make it really engaging and really interesting, valuable. Yeah. I think also like just hearing you, Randy, it's almost like it's just flip the mindset. Like, don't say, oh God, we're only in virtual. What a bummer. Like it's, it's really about mindset about like, like, oh my God, I'm so grateful to be connected with all of these mm-hmm. amazing people. I mean, like, and we're having conversations that we might not have ever had before with more people that we might like, you can connect with somebody who's in London and who's in Africa. I mean, like anywhere around the world and like where we've never had access to that before. So I do see it's about like flipping also like that conversation. I mean, to me, you're reminding me to like flip that conversation in your head too. Yeah, yeah definitely. But- Funny too. I, um, Ashley, you know, like I, I'm so blessed to have built such a vast community at this point and a network. And it's been a beautiful thing in these past few months, like out of the blue, you know, you'll exchange an email with somebody, a fellow business owner or someone I once collaborated with. And it's like, Hey, I miss you. Let's hop on a quick zoom. And it's like, you come in and it's as if you've seen that person two days ago. Yeah. That, always hold on to that feeling as a reminder that all of that energy and passion and relationship that I invested in over all these years leading up to this moment has not died. Mm. It's totally, totally alive. All you have to do is say, Hey, let's hop on and have a chat. And then you'll feel it again. And you remind yourself one day we'll be together again, but Mm -hmm. let's just keep it alive. It's still alive. I think that's important because, um, you know, my kids are teenagers and the way that they communicate has always been, you know, electronically with their friends. But um, I do see that when both of my kids get together with their friends, they enjoy it so much. You know, they really enjoy it. You know, when the three of us growing up, when we were growing up, interface, you know, interpersonal communication is the norm and our kids growing up now it's not so much it's done virtually but I do think that when it was taken away from them because they aren't going to school at least our kids aren't going to school they're going to school virtually I shouldn't I shouldn't say going to school they're going to school it's just virtual not um they missed that social interaction and I think that for us it was always important and for them anyway it's becoming more and more important Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's a blessing that, you know, these kids that were like, oh, I just want to be online. Like now they're going to come out of this 
and have a whole new appreciation for what it means to be face to face with their friends. Um, so we're, we're all having a mindset shift and I just try to keep my eye on the ball because look, I might be sounding like queen of positivity. Oh, I have my breakdowns. Like, (laughs) oh yeah, I have my moments where I'm like, F this, screw that. Like (laughs) done. Um, totally drained, but I do try to realize that some of this reset, it was entirely necessary. Like we have been on a destructive path in terms of humanity. Yes. Um, I did an interview on my podcast with this amazing woman, um, Jennifer Rassiopi. She's a pretty well-known astrologer. And she was talking about like what the astrologists knew 2020 was going to be. And it was absolutely, I mean, they didn't know it was going to be a pandemic, but they knew that it was going to be a humanity reset. They've known this for about seven years. Wow. I love that stuff. Like that they knew. You know, the mysticism is so cool. You have to listen to this episode on my podcast. I so will. Definitely. It, it's, it's. Yeah. And in a way, it's very grounding because it makes you realize that there are resets that are cyclical and there are things that need to happen for humanity to hopefully not destroy itself. Um, And we're in that right now. We are in that. And there's still so much choice to be made about that. But if we can understand that there are things that are needed on a soul level here right now and for our planet, like we can look at some of this stuff and realize it's way beyond just me, you know? Yeah. And we can take each day in a little bit more stride and make better choices. Well, this Definitely. brings me to another question um, because it's something that you've touched on with the going beyond movement is that like all these massive changes, this like cra- the crazy 2020 that we had, um, you say the veil has been lifted. You know, uh, I, what do you mean by that? And what do you hope to see now that the veil has been lifted? Yeah. I mean, if I were to describe the veil, I would call it something that, allowed us to go at high speed in a little bit of a mental, spiritual checkout. Mm. We weren't always, sometimes we were, but we weren't enough actually feet on the ground, mind in place, heart open, soul connected. And we mm-hmm. were operating like that at high speed. Like how it's many- kind of like, yeah, we were just going on by rote. Yeah. You know, just- autopilot. And, and it's actually not a really healthy way of being. Um, and if you really slow down and reflect on what your life was like before, many of us will admit that deep down, we actually weren't that happy about that. True. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. We were just doing it because we, we get sort of in this program of how we think we're supposed Mm -hmm. to run our businesses, run our families, over schedule our kids, schedule ourselves. And we're like, but this is just what you do. Right. Right. Absolutely. In that way, we have no time to reflect on major issues like our planet that we're suffocating it um, about racial injustice and the systems that are so screwed up um, Mm -hmm. in our country, like in our world, we just have no time for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that that mode is the veil. It's also, frankly, a privilege to have that veil because yeah. if yes. you have the means and you have the access, you could just not pay attention. Yeah. And so when I say the veil has been removed, I mean exactly that. That mode of being, we've been slowed down. We've been removed from all the things that we just did because it's just what you do. 
-hmm. we've seen some really harsh realities in our face. And so we can't pretend anymore that we don't see, well, some people can pretend, but if we're actually being real, we can no longer say, I don't see anymore. That's so right. And so the question is, what do we do now that we see? You know, I'll say this, um, you mentioned like, like I'm going to look back at 2020 and I, I, it's as a tough year, but as a blessing for my family in these ways, um, right now, my kids are in zero activities, zero. We don't go anywhere. There's no sports. There's no dance. And it has been such a gift to have a break. And like for my mental health, it's been so wonderful where I don't have to like race here, race there. Like I'm done with work. They're done with school. We just hang out. We go yeah. to walk. We go to the playground. We cook dinner. We do crafts. We bake. I mean, I'm doing things with my kids that I've never done in the 10 years that I've been a parent. And these are things that I'm like, I should have been doing this all along. Like I went on my first bike ride with my 10 year old daughter you know, in 2020. And I mean, that's among other things. So I feel like it's the, like the universe, like God, whatever, like telling everybody to wake up, like, look at what's in front of you. Yeah. It's like, feel it. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Just No, it's like really appreciate <laughs> yeah. what you have. I mean, they're, they're gifts. Yeah. They're gifts. And I think that for a really long time, we took so much for granted. My mom would always say to me, you know, I'm from the Midwest. And when I moved to the East Coast eons ago, my mom would always say, my God, your life is so fast. Your life is so yes. fast paced. Yes. And it, it is, but it's so much slower now. And mm-hmm. I really am so grateful. There's a lot of really crappy things that happened this year, but there's a lot of really good stuff. Ashley and I used to joke all the time that, we talk now more that we really can't see each other than we did when we could get together oh, yeah. and hang out. 100% every day. Yeah. Like Anna yes. knows when I'm like going to have an anxiety attack like last night when I like thought I had an <laughs> infection that was going to be COVID and then I wake up the day. Like, thank God for Anna. who's like, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah we've got, and that's like another thing. Like we really got to just be there for each other. I was thinking yes. about you, Randy, like, you know, I think it, like you and I are very positive people. And so you look at the positive people in, in your life and you're like, they're fine. They're fine. You think they're fine. But in reality, like I'm not positive all the time. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, like, I don't know. I just, I'm curious if you have thoughts on that of like, you know, reaching out to folks that like, you might like, yeah, it's like the obvious, the, the sick people, the ones who have gone through grief, but it's like your positive friends aren't okay too. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, you can't take anything for granted. Right. And like, we're all, there is a uniting factor here that we are all in a collective state of grief, um, which is the only thing that I think is very comforting about the grief that really everyone can understand it right now and can relate in some way, shape or form. But I would say like my word of wisdom would be just to not resist that urge when you think someone might need encouragement or a quick check-in, you know, somebody that I'm friends with, who I don't talk on the phone with that much. Um, We're actually in like an Instagram pod together, but she's a really high performing fashion designer. She's a mom. She's an amazing woman. And she sent this message out that she hadn't seen her dad in a year and he was on his way for them all to be together. And he got a positive COVID test. And she just was like, I, I don't even know what to do with myself. And I just picked up the phone and I just called her. And I was like, man, check in. Like, 
And it was, it was beautiful. And I'm not saying that I'm like some savior. I'm saying that I just, I heard a friend having a really hard moment and I just picked up the phone and it's Mm -hmm. like, you just do that. And I think if we can do that, even with the people who are like high performing or positive or successful, whatever that means, um, we're going to just be there for each other more. Um, Yeah, that's true. The other thing that I would say too, and and this is the grace that I give myself, like Ashley knows I'm a big crier. I like give myself, like, I just cry a lot. Um, And I really like have gotten even better with that. Like sometimes we just need to give ourselves those moments to just uh, like let it out. And then we move forward and we feel better. Like we're, we are like pressure cookers a little bit right now. And we have to give ourselves that release and permission for that release. Absolutely. Bring that up because, like, in writing my book that I'm writing, one of my chapters is meltdowns are okay, and like, I and and I've learned, um, you know, post dealing with Lyme disease to like give myself permission to cry because it's a very primal thing as we as humans need to do. If we hold it in, it's actually going to be like worse for our immune system and worse for our bodies. So like mm-hmm. let it out. And I even have a sticker like right here on my desk. It says, "You guys can't see it, but Randy and Anna can feel all the feelings." Feel them. Absolutely. Feel them. It's, (laughs) I don't know where we got to this point where, especially when it comes to boys, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you have boys, Randy or not, but Uh, when it comes to boys, you know, you, you, there's always that whole, you know, oh, it's going to be so macho or whatever. And it's really important for them to know that emotions are okay and to feel them and to have them. It's okay. Is it is. I also think a really interesting um, and speaking to our business owners here who are listening, I think it's so interesting to see also how our the way we relate to our colleagues has shifted too. Um, you know, Ashley knows very well, um, Eileen Ha, who works with me. Um, we're super tight. We've worked together for years. She's moved to the West Coast. We literally like worked together one day and then like didn't see each other again. Like we, and no one, we didn't know it would be that way. And recently we had a phone call. It was like a work call and then it turned personal. And we ended up both like crying about how much we miss each other, oh. you know? And it's like, oh. not, not everyone has those colleague relationships, but I think again, the other opportunity that comes with this time is the being able to just be real. Yeah. Yes. No. It is. And it's so refreshing to be real. Like, that's why I love this podcast and having these conversations because I feel like I can be vulnerable and like, we all can be just very open and vulnerable. And that's like what I like the permission for those listening that like open up and be vulnerable, be authentic, speak your voice. Like if you're not feeling well, like tell someone if you need, like, I just, cause I feel like we've been conditioned to hold our feelings in and put on this mask and put on a smiley face when like, got three kids, I'm struggling, I'm crying. Like, and you don't have to go through that alone. No, you right. don't. Exactly. So Randy, um, tell us before we wrap, like, I, I'm so excited about your, your new branding with the going beyond movement. What are your goals for this movement? What do you hope to see happen with it? I, I've always imagined a collective experience of growth and of joy around that growth for women. And at the end of the day, the word movement, I chose that very specifically. You know, that's not an accident. Um, I think that we have discredited the power of the female collective. And I've always imagined that this experience of 
personal inner work met with the power of community has the ability to move mountains. And so I imagine that with the right conversations, the right content, the right mentorship, and the ability for people to connect with each other in that work, that we can be the change we want to see. So that's what I'm hoping to see uh, over time through my work. That's so nice. Cool. And how can how can our listeners get involved with your movement? Yeah, so there's a lot of ways actually. And by the time this episode airs, there's going to be a couple of more things that I'm super excited about. The, the easiest way would be to head over to goingbeyondmovement.com to leave your email and to be on my newsletter list. And when you're on my newsletter list, you're going to find out about everything from virtual events, to podcast episodes, to, oh, if you're on my newsletter list, you actually get bonus content um, with my guests on my podcast where it's like fun, silly, motivating conversation that's not part of the original podcast. Um, If you're a business person or you're a budding one, like you have the vision or you have the idea and you need that person to work closely with you on manifesting it, my, that is what my mentorship program is for. Um, so you can find out about that on my website. And last but not least, what I'm really excited about is I'm actually launching a merch shop. I haven't told you that yet, Ash. Oh, oh wow. What? Oh my God. Tell us about all the merch. Well, it's starting, we're starting out with six pieces. It's very much for the lifestyle of like this group having this conversation now. It's like hoodies and tank tops and leggings and bracelets and beanies, Um, but it's all motivational about living a life that's beyond. And um, I'm super excited about it because like to me, it's sort of the visual representation of the movement and like what, what we're affirming each day. Um, so check that out on the site. And of course I'm always on social media. So you can follow me on Instagram at Randy's in and at the going beyond podcast, the going beyond podcast. Well, I'm excited. And all of our listeners, when you go to our podcast website, two girls talking podcast.podbean.com, you will be able to click on the, uh, going beyond movement.com. So just go to our site, click on it. It's going to link directly to Randy's site. So we're so excited for that. Thank you. Hey, Randy, thank you so much for this inspiring, authentic, and vulnerable conversation. I love you Absolutely. so much. And I know our listeners got so much out of this too. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks yeah. to you both for holding the space for the conversation and for creating such a beautiful space for your listeners to just always gain such wisdom from you too. Oh, thank you. We had a great time talking. I hope listeners, you guys had as good of a time listening to this conversation as Ashley and I did having it because it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so much fun. And if you're inspired, share it with your other female friends, moms, business owners. And as always, we'd love to hear from you as well. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.